Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Paul here with the Bagna Boardcast with co-host John. And you might be saying, hey, doesn't Chris normally introduce these? You would be right. Uh, this is what we call a not episode. Uh, not episode X. Oh, yeah. It we doesn't have a placeholder yet. We don't know when it is. This is something that we're recording beforehand because uh, we noticed in December uh, we of 2016, we fell behind on our episode count quite a bit. Uh, and we don't want to do that to you, listeners. We love bringing you a show weekly. And this is also something that we saw when we were going to do our January look forward, that there are a lot of movies that we're actually kind of looking forward to in 2017. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just trying to explain what a not episode was. Yeah. Uh, it, this is something that, like, when life gets in the way and we can't actually get to all, all three of us together, uh, we, like, two of us or one of us might pick up the baton and just... Deliver some content. And it's usually Paul and myself. Yeah, because we live in the same state, so it's a <laughs> lot easier for us, too. It's easy for us to get together. Uh, uh, but you guys did a uh, you guys did one when I was on my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and Chris did one. I don't even remember what that was about. Uh, it was about uh, comics, uh, comic convention, the big comic convention, oh, San okay. Diego Comic-Con. Okay, just the news from San Diego Comic-Con. I think so. I listened to part of it on my honeymoon and then said, nuts to this, I'm watching Road to Perdition. (laughs) Uh, Because you love movies. I love movies. And like you were saying, John, before I rudely cut you off, is there's a lot of movies coming out in 2017 that look really good. Uh, Yes, there are. And I think that happens every year. uh, But a lot of times we don't always focus on them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this year there is a lot that have something going on for it that touches a little bit of the nerd in us and mm-hmm. also just people who like to be entertained mm-hmm. uh, uh, mostly that's on me because uh, I don't go see movies that often you found that now it's an experience mm-hmm. that you know you go have a nice dinner with some friends yeah you have a little time beforehand <laughs> and then you go man. see the movie it gets you in the right it gets you in the right mindset yeah, to yeah. enjoy a movie. Instead of just like, oh, hurry up, we're going to miss the show, we got to get there. Oh, and hurry up, sit down. How much did I spend on this? Is the movie starting yet? I kind of want to go to bed. <laughs> it's dark in here. Is this movie over yet? I'm I'm also sitting in a recliner now. Yeah, now it's, it's I'm like I could have had a better time at home. Now, you know, yeah, theaters are nice again. They got recliners. They, 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 you and know. also, like, hey, you go and you sit in one of those recliners. You're paying a, you're paying a buttload of money. So yeah. you want to, like, hey, you know what? I'm paying good money for this. Shut up, kids. Like, <laughs> it seems like, uh, especially in those those places that have those recliners, it's a little more toned down with the people, like, on their phones or being disruptive. We uh, had two old ladies next to us during La La Land that were awful. Yeah? Did you shush them? We, uh, they were, like, all the way down the aisle from us because, you know, it was La La Land during a matinee showing. So it was only Kate and I and, like, a whole bunch of old people. Yeah. Uh, and they were old. So we're like, this might be their last movie ever. I don't know. <laughs> I, I will shush people. I will... Uh, I, I The last Rambo movie that came out in theaters, I got in a fight with a guy because I told him to be quiet. And he was like... I'm an adult. No one tells me to be quiet. And I said, if you're an adult, you'd know not to talk during a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he took his chains off and was getting ready to fight me. And you're like, 
You're still an adult right now. Uh, my dad was laughing at him the whole time, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was ready to brawl. I'm not a fighter, but don't talk during movies. <laughs> don't talk during Rambo. Oh, it had me when he like in the mid, mid, middle. Side note: in the middle part of Rambo, they come across this bomb that hadn't exploded, and Rambo's like, "This bomb hasn't exploded." Uh, and then they come back to the bomb, and Rambo's like tinkering it with it so it'll explode and kill the guys. And the guy goes, "What's he doing?" And I was like. Sir, will you please shut up? And he's like, don't tell me to shut up. I'm an adult. And then the guy in front of him turned around and was like, hey, will you shut up? And then the guy just flew off the handle. He didn't ruin that movie. So uh, so you're saying he drew first blood. He drew first blood. He, he did not know how to respect the movie theater. Uh, yeah, now, now, but nowadays uh, it's fun going to the theaters again. It's always been fun, but Paul, uh, Paul has found the fun. I need to be invited out to go see the movie again, uh, it, it seems. The kid and I, we... we and I have a list of movies yeah. here that I will invite you out with. Oh, that would be wife. great. I would love it. Uh, because Kate and I, we there's there's very few that we actually look forward to uh, going out to the movies to seeing. Because, you know, we actually got to put on real pants and real clothes and not just wear our pajamas like I am now. Uh, you know, it's a whole struggle. Listen, I, I have found... I love my house. I've <laughs> built this house. I haven't physically built it, but I've put in stuff in yeah. the house, and I work on this house. It's your home. And I keep it very nice. Yeah. And uh, I, I have a ton of games, and I have a ton of movies here. I don't need to leave ever. Yeah, I could be Cloverfield Lane. It'd <laughs> be fine. A movie I have not seen. <laughs> seen it. You don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. Uh, no, like, I... and. Uh, I came home super exhausted from work, uh, doing some renovation in my place, and I came home and I put like pajama pants on. Usually, I just put jeans mm-hmm. on and I lounge in that. And I said uh, to my wife, "You know how I, you know how you know I've had a long day, and I just want to rest." And she's like, "How?" I'm like, "I'm wearing pajama pants, and it's seven o'clock at night. I'll wear a pajama if, if I know I'm not leaving the house. I'll wear pajama pants all day. I took a shower." Changed out of. I have several pairs of pajama pants. I will change out of pajama pants into a new clean pair of pajama pants. See, I'm a. I, I, I enjoy just lounging in my jeans. I mean, they're just pants. They just keep my legs warm. Yeah, jeans are a little heavy. Like during the summer, like even at work, where I'm allowed to wear jeans because I do bullshit work, like, like you know, weird stuff. I will still wear khakis to work during the summer because it's just too warm for jeans. Yeah, I have really nice khakis. Like, not like, oh, these are Ralph Lauren khakis. They're just really comfy khakis. Yeah. They're actually the same brand of pants that we had for my wedding. The Dockers Relax Fit or Uh, uh, Stretch Fit or whatever. They were like uh, Elastic Band. Cargo Workout or whatever. Cargo pants. They're not cargo pants, but they were like. uh, Don't get me excited, John. You know how I'm. They had like a little stretch and a little breathability to them. Mm Uh, so I have those that are where to work. Um, so I'm outside shoveling sometimes at work. Yeah, you got to. So, yeah, I got to take care of the facility. You, know? you got to take care of the facility. Uh, so, so I will dress comfortably for the occasion. And I'm just moving cases of beer around. Yeah, and acting like it's a big deal. <laughs> you are a big deal, man. Run I that. am a big deal. You run that department. You have maps of how you want to set up. I do. 
It's all set up now. Oh, good. Yeah. I'll need to stop by during uh, one of my lunch breaks. Take a look. I'll make you buy some beer. <laughs> Yes. I don't make you. You don't. You'll make me go out to see these movies. You won't make me buy beer. <laughs> I will buy the beer. Uh, uh, and one of the movies, the first one we're going to talk about, is probably the only one that both Kate and I, my wife Kate, and I are excited to go to the theater and see. Uh, we might, I might actually buy tickets soon uh, for it because tickets are available. And that's Beauty and the Beast, the live action. The uh, live movie. action movie, yep. Uh, directed by Bill Condon. Uh, in starring Emma Watson, Luke Evans, and Dan Stevens, and also uh, it has uh, the guy that play that's uh, Ewan McGregor. No, uh, Lefeu. Uh, Josh, Josh, Josh Gad? Gad. Josh Gad is uh, Ian McKellen, Stanley Tucci, Kevin Stan- Klein. Oh, Stanley Tucci's in this movie. Yeah, Stanley Tucci's great. I love Stanley Tucci. He's so good. He, he's he's always good in no the matter. No matter even, what he does, even if it's a horrible movie, he's the best part of that movie. Pelican Brief, uh, best part of that movie. <laughs> Undercover Blues, best part of that movie. I love Pelican. I like. I don't like John Grisham books. I've tried to read them. I just can't get into them. But John Grisham movies, Rainmaker. I, like I love Rainmaker. I think it's one of his best movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pelican Brief is one of my favorites. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, Undercover. Stanley Tucci is in it. <laughs> He's the assassin that almost kills him during a carnival. Uh, Stanley Tucci plays El Morte in Undercover Blues, who's a street gangster in Louisiana. Uh, Dennis Quaid mm-hmm. and his wife... Um, oh, I'm blanking His it. actual uh, wife? No. Uh, in the movie, his wife is played by... Because that was funny uh, in Chips when uh, the wife of... Uh, Dax Prescott. I'm just letting you think while well, I no, talk. Well, no, you're totally confusing me. I'm listening uh, to you. Bell is the actual wife. And I'm Kathleen like, Kathleen oh. Turner. Oh. Uh, they play super spies who just had a baby and are, quote-unquote, retired mm-hmm. and having a quiet time in Louisiana, and then they get caught up in, uh, yeah. you have to do Because when you're retired, you, you always have to come out for one more rodeo. Right. Uh so Stanley Tucci plays El Morte, the street thug that continues to keep going after Dennis Quaid, who keeps uh, keeps getting thwarted by them. Hmm. And he just follows them throughout the whole movie. He just keeps showing up. But every time he shows up, it's a delight in this horrible movie. Mm-hmm. And his name's El Morte, which means death, Paul. I don't know if yeah, you know yeah, that. I did, I did know that. But they call him Morty. <laughs> That's that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, but he has this like uh, like bullfighter like El Morte, and he like stands up straight. It, if uh, listeners, you don't know who Mike, I haven't done that in a while. If you don't know who Stanley Tucci is, because you're more like me than you want to admit, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, but Stanley Tucci plays the German scientist in Captain America: The First Avenger. I thought you were going to talk about the uh, no, uh, no Mockingjay. He's in that. I haven't seen any of those movies. Uh, he plays the, uh, the the guy who interviews, who has a TV show. Hmm. But he's the one that has one of the best lines in the in Captain America, the first Avengers. No, you can't drink. You have an operation tomorrow. <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> Where he he's the only one that that's able to say no to Captain America and get away with it. By the way, but he also has a minor role in Beauty, <laughs> in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, this is something when we. This had been tossed around. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, a oh, great yeah. voice cast. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You got, uh, you got Ewan McGregor. You got uh, Ian <laughs> Ian McKellen as Cogsworth. Which are the two guys I always get their names mixed up. 
Uh, who's basically, and everybody says that out of all the Disney characters, I am Cogsworth. No, you say that. Uh, because, come on. You, think of a better character for me, then. Nervous? <laughs> Wants to pay attention to all the rules. Thinks he's constantly going to get into trouble. And is ruining everybody's fun. That's Cogsworth. That's Cogsworth. And punctual. Well, he's... He's got to be on time. He's a clock. <laughs> He's a clock. He's got to be on time. And he makes funny faces, just constantly. You don't make uh, that many faces. Yeah, but a clock's face. Makes oh, him, I faces. get your joke. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, no, this is something that I am was interested in when they've been teasing this movie for quite a while. Because originally, Guillermo del Toro was attached to this. And he's the, one of the people that brought on uh, Emma Watson to this. Hmm. So I was interested in seeing Guillermo del Toro's take on this, which just continued when they found their actual director, and I think he's, he might be one of the producers. By looking at the character design, I could see that as a, because it's realistic chandelier, you know, the candelabra, re, very realistic clock. Those look very Guillermo I can't say his name. That's okay. I, we've been drinking. Listeners, we did a podcast before this where we drank two, like, 13% beers, and then we cracked open a Space Kitty. Which uh, is from Robot. Which we Paul brought back it? for Rochester, because I shared mine with his, and he shared his with mine. <laughs> yeah, that's grammar. <laughs> his with mine. His with me. Uh, this is a double IPA that is... Eight something percent. Uh, we've Does had this. Say. We've had it on the show uh, previous because I like to share great beer with my friend Paul, and uh, when I can, I like to return the favor. Uh, and I appreciate it because and we don't drink my beer because you keep on drink, bringing your own. <laughs> like because you're like mine's better. It's fresher. Drink it now. <laughs> they quote unquote work in the biz. <laughs> Because uh, you are basically the Samuel Adams. Drink my beer, it's good. <laughs> Drink my beer, it's good. Uh, uh, most uh, of the time it is. Of the podcast. And Space Kitty. Uh, we've had it on the show. It's a great citrusy tasting beer. I wouldn't mind cracking open those other ones <laughs> while we continue to record this. But uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, the reason why Kate and I are both uh, looking forward to it is we both enjoyed the original Disney, what, 1994? Uh uh, 1997, like no, it's no, 94. 90s. It would have been early 90s. Uh, we were in, we were both in grade school. I believe it was fourth grade when it came out for me. Uh, 1991. Oh, okay. So 1991. Uh, and Kate and I both have the same kind of nitpickiness. This is why we're married and we love each other. We're soulmates. Uh, the CGI in it with the ballroom scene, we're like, why? Like it ruins that whole scene because it's oh, such they start like just a bit six, and dancing around the room. Yeah, because it's just that. Is that just CGI bit, or is it just cartoon? It's see, they're they're a cartoon, but the whole room is CGI. But it's so obvious that it's CGI. But that, that was 1991. They're like, hey, computers, yeah, guys, we got this, so we're going to do let's it. Let's do and it. it. Ruins the it, scene. It ruins the scene, but then it leads to better things down the line. You got to have those. You have to. Listen, you have to have the horrible computer effects in Spawn to then lead to something like T2. Do you, or do you have to have the horrible computer effects that make sense for the movie, like, uh, oh my goodness, I had it in my mind, the underwater uh, movie, uh, James Cameron, uh, Breathing in oh, Water. Uh, 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 Abyss. What? Abyss. 
where well, the yeah, end... no, you had you had Abyss to then lead to T two. That leads to T two, and T two makes sense, and Abyss made sense for the movie. You have the effects play a part of the storytelling and the narrative in the movie, yeah, not okay. just. But you have a director who, yeah, jerk it off and put it on the screen because we can. Exactly. Well, that's the difference between James Cameron and everyone else. <laughs> right. James Cameron creates a technology and then delivers it into a movie, like he did with Abyss. T2, uh, the movie that we all have not seen that's getting a world in... Uh, oh, uh, Avatar? Avatar. I've seen bits and pieces. And the reason these other movies have taken so long to come out, the sequels, is because he's creating a new technology mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. He's working on the technology of 3D movies without having to wear glasses. Yeah. Which I don't know if he's going to get it down. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if it is going to happen, he's going to deliver it and well, you're going to Well, Nintendo gonna go, has that with the uh, 3DS. You're going to go, Wow. You have to. It, it has, and, and that, I mean, that's what and LG has those about parallax television, so you don't need or was it Sony? Um, anyways, but no, no, there's something about this but movie. Here goes down way too uh, smooth. Uh, there's something about this movie where Kate and I both are really loving the look of it, and we love the story. You know, Emma Watson, Hermione Granger. <laughs> Emma Watson like, is super hot. I I wouldn't go hot. She's adorable. Oh. Like, just that guttural noise I just made yeah. explains it all for me. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say anything else. Cause there's, I went, that one, uh, there's that one gif that Chris keeps on sending of her, like, bouncing up and down dancing and looking at your lips. I was that, that, is this in our thread? I haven't seen this. It was in our thread. Guys, and, and take your phones. <laughs> Look it up. Right now. You found it. You liked it. Uh, it's hot. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, the look of this film is what Kate and I are very excited about. We like we liked watching it back when we were growing up. It's one of our favorite Disney movies. Um, Cinderella, when they did that first live action movie, no interest in it in it at all. Well, also, it wasn't I don't think it was done very well. Well, yeah, that might be part and parcel. Like this looks great. This also is a story that Kate and I loved as kids. So we're in. Like yeah. I own it on D- I own the animated thing on DVD. Uh, it, and it's like it's part of that like the Melissa Melissa film. Yeah, didn't care. I didn't care, but you know what? I was more interested in seeing that like seeing like the flip. You know, that mm-hmm. twisted the flip side of actually. You know what? What's the actual play? Uh, you're talking about Wicked. Wicked. Twisted is the Star Kids yeah. thing. Uh, but it's like it's a it's a new take on that where this is the same take but you're doing it live action with people and the computer effects unlike the 1991 yeah. movie the computer effects are there and they're and they play into the look of the movie and not a juxtaposition of what the movie looks like yeah yeah uh, so yeah it's definitely something I'm definitely interested in seeing i would see it with my as you call her my child bride uh i only call her that because you call her that <laughs> those are your words those are my words i just use those words because you, you use those words and I, and I know that she doesn't listen anymore so it's and fine so, to say it and it's also a uh, not episode so nobody listens to these um but Unless yeah we no. talk about board games then people listen. then people listen yeah. i think people listen they just don't care yeah uh yeah beauty and the beast i think it looks great Great casting for voices, for actors. Uh, no, I, I'm definitely looking forward to this movie. Uh, what's the next movie on our The list? next movie would be Life. 
Ooh. Uh, this is a movie. This looks like a movie that's, what was that moon movie that wasn't moon? But there was like an alien on the, like Apollo like 13 or something. Apollo like oh, 14. Yeah. Like we like went that. to the moon once and we never, since this one, we never went back and this is why. Uh, That's what I kept on thinking about during this preview. But you're more excited about this. I'm more excited about this. This movie looked like... It's Ryan Reynolds. It's Denzel Ryan. Washington. Uh, no, it's not no, Denzel, it's not Denzel Washington. Uh, Who is it? It's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's by the director... Um, what's his name? I clicked on a thing. Daniel Epposita, who is known for doing uh, Child 44... He did Safe House with Ryan Reynolds. Um, uh, that's pretty much all that we would know him for. But what life looks like to me is Alien, <laughs> the original Alien, where these people are trapped on a space station with something. They don't know where it is. They don't know who it's taking over. It's like the thing meets Alien on a space station. Uh, and that's what really interests me about this movie. Uh, I Wait, love. So he takes. Does his life take over the? This life takes over like people, and you don't know oh. who. From what I gather from the trailers. Okay, so I, I wasn't because I've only watched the trailer. Like I think the guy's like arm is eaten off or something, and he, the guy's no, just like dead. it gets in him, and then it takes him over, and they don't know. It doesn't. They it doesn't. So you're like, the traitor. I could. I'm a good guy. I'm not the bad guy. You're the traitor. You're the traitor. Look no. into my eyes, Paul. <laughs> you're the traitor. All jokes. Between us, nobody else knows it. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's like playing a game of werewolf now in space with an alien life force. Yeah. Or uh, Battlestar Galactica. Or the bo- the other board game that we played. With Resistance. Resistance. Uh, but it, it has that, like, the thing meets alien on a spaceship. That's what I take from this movie. And that's what I, I'm maybe projecting on this movie, mm-hmm. but what looks like it's happening. Uh, you have Ryan Reynolds, you have Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, you have Rukio Sanda, yeah, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, and that's it. Olga Divagnaga. Yeah, you don't have the name of the other actresses and actors that we don't know, uh, but those guys we do know. Um, and it seems like it's going to be really good. I, I love a good sci-fi movie. And a sci-fi movie that hits, like, Aliens or The Thing. The Thing's probably one of my favorite horror movies of all time. John Carpenter, right? John Carpenter, yeah. Wow. Uh, it, there's nothing wrong with that movie. They went over budget to make sure the special effects look good, and I think those special effects hold up. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? I don't... John, the reason we started the movie part, especially during Halloween, the October season, was to get Paul to watch a bunch of horror movies he's never seen. My family, we didn't watch horror movies. Like, that just didn't happen. We Well, that's also because, like, you always had, like, yeah. a 12-year-old and then and there was a 4-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was an age gap and we had one television. Like, this is this is the life I've led. Uh, uh, so And gonna, I've never... I'm going to invite you up to my house for a couple brews, okay. a nice dinner, <laughs> And then we're gonna watch the Let's thing. See, nice experience. Uh, the yeah. thing is, when it, yeah, it's probably it's probably it sounds an, like a perfect Tuesday night. It's <laughs> uh, it's probably one of my favorite quote unquote horror movies. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my favorite sci fi movies. Uh, and then probably in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Um, I might 
Yeah. Favorite horror movie, favorite sci-fi. Because Alien, I would probably put just behind thing. Cause I so, think with, thing so with Life, we have both Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal. Two leading Heart- men. Two heartthrobs. Two heartthrobs. Which one do you think survives? Because only one of them will survive. Right uh, now, I think Ryan Reynolds has more of these quote-unquote star power. Well, but I haven't watched that trailer because Jake Gyllenhaal locks him in that airlock. And he's like, what are you doing? Let me out. And he's like, can't do it. Bad guy in there. <laughs> no. So if Jake Gyllenhaal is living. Uh, unless he's the bad guy. Uh, the twists. The tw- Paul, the twists. All of the who twists. Who knows who's who? Ah, crazy. <laughs> Next movie. Next movie would be Colossal. Oh, jeez. Okay, this is a movie that I'm like, oh, Anne Hathaway. I like Anne Hathaway. She's probably in the... T- she's definitely in top ten. I don't know if she's cracked top five yet. Uh, uh, I, I think she's... When- she's definitely competing because she played Catwoman. Um, but, you know, that's the cuteness to her. And this is one of those independent movies she does quite a bit. Uh, so like the, this the, is this is Anne Hathaway, Jason Sudeikis, and Tim Blake Nelson. But it's definitely an independent movie. This uh, is directed by uh, Nacho. Vig- not Libra. <laughs> Nacho Vigalero, uh, who is someone who knew who did Time Crimes, which is one of the movies that when we had a movie fix. Uh-huh. This is the one where the guy kept resetting every five minutes, and his selves kept dealing with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy in the bandages. Oh, wait, that was me. I got to put myself in bandages. And yeah. he's like, I completely screwed myself. And he's just so like nonchalant about it all. He's like, yeah, nope, I screwed up. I'm going to go to prison now. This uh, is what's happening. Yeah. He's on, I mean, he's a, a Spanish director. It's not his first American movie, but... Um, this is him taking on this movie Colossal, where Anne Hathaway, who is someone who just likes the party, who doesn't have things together in her life, she just got out of a bad had... breakup. So therefore, <laughs> she's got to become a wizard of a whole new realm. Uh, who <laughs> finds out that she's Col- she's the controlling, controlling like an avatar of this monster that's con- destroying that's... like Japan. No, Seoul. Seoul. Seoul, Korea. Uh, you mentioned it in the trailer. That's the yeah, only reason. Yeah, why. I, yeah. I, I slightly remember that. Been drinking. Yep. Um, I just watched the trailer before. You we, did. Yeah. I watched it again and was like, yeah, I watched this before. I'm not paying attention. Mm-hmm. I'm John. I'm hovering over you, Paul. Yep. Just because I know uh, it makes she's you dancing. Feel uncomfortable. Just like the what? What do we call giant monsters now? Kaiju. We call them kaiju apparently because we watched that Pacific Rim. Did you actually see no. it? No. Yeah. No, we but call you know them, the you know the term. We call them kaiju now. I don't know where this term comes from, but fine, anime fans, uh, you it, win. It comes from Pacific Rim. Oh. But did it take it from someplace else? Maybe. I don't know. Space Kitty. Space Kitty. <laughs> Beer. Beer. Uh, but this is, seems like something that's up up Anna Hathaway's alley, like where she would read the script and be like, "Yeah, I'll do it." See, I think this doesn't seem like an Anne Hathaway movie. But she did that one weird one where it was her sister getting married and she was that going was, back to uh, town. Yeah, like some, somebody getting married. Not really a comedy, Paul. This more, seems more this dramatic. Seems, this seems like one of those weird dramedies things as well. But See, instead of dramedy, it's a 
Safety? Safety? That's not a thing. Yeah, this seems I'm like, trying to make it a this thing, This seems though. more like an anif... This is how we become internet celebrities, <laughs> by making a thing. This seems more like a like an um, Anna Ferris movie than an Anne Hathaway movie. Like someone who has... Yeah, but nobody's going to watch an Anne, Anna Ferris movie. She's got that TV show. Yeah, Moms. She's married to Star-Lord. Chris Pratt. You know names. <laughs> I got some names. Uh, but it, it doesn't... It, it feels like it doesn't quite fit her, but I think that's the thing they're going for and what she's going for um, with this. Because you got Andrew, like uh, Andrew Sudeikis in it. You have that Tim- seems like it fits him though. It does fit him and Tim Blake Nelson, who it also kind of fits. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson from uh, Give Me you, Something. You would know him in the uh, Edward Norton Hulk movie as the person that becomes the leader. Oh, okay. or uh, okay. where. Oh, brother, where art thou? He was not uh, like Totoro. Okay, not the other one. The other one. The one, other one that gets into, turned into an, a horny toad. We thought you were a horny toad. <laughs> Ain't it? I love that movie. It's a, good, it's a great movie. It's one of their best movies. Uh, I would never own it on DVD, but I love that movie. You know what? I, because I, it's like one of those ones where... It was like, one of the first DVDs I owned. I let someone borrow it. I never got it back. And I'm still angry at that person to this day. Wow. Because it's like one of those movies, like, I'm glad I've seen it a few times now, but I'm never going to be, like, in a hankering to watch it. Mm. I love the soundtrack. Like, I'll listen to that soundtrack, but that's about it. They're good about soundtracks. (laughs) They're good about, like, every couple movies are their best movies. Uh, That soundtrack, the, uh, the, the Wandering Man, what's, what's that, the... I'm the man with, uh... I'm a man. The, 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 so you gotta sing it to me, Paul. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The whole song in uh, Oh Brother, Where Out There. Like, their big hit. Oh. A Man of Constant Sorrow. Yeah, Constant Sorrow. I actually worked with a guy that actually had that, like, tattooed all up his arm. Wow. Like, I'm like, from Where Out, Brother, Where Out Though? And he's like, yeah, it's that good. And I'm like... That is wow. That was written in like 1910, buddy. <laughs> that is There's nothing been good at ever since then. That is commitment to a movie which I will never feel. I I love move, some movies I grew up with and I love. Like I don't understand people that get tattoos of like the Rebel of Rebellion or the Imperial symbol or and then those are the two movies that I probably am most likely to get a tattoo of. The Star Wars, right? And I can't do it. I just I, can't. I. I, I'm the same way. Like, I know that as soon... And I know this because I used to have, like, when my father would take me to, like, Toys R Us, and he's <laughs> like, you can get two toys. I would pick, like... Mr. I, only one sibling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like... Two I, toys. Two toys. You could get, Spoiled. Well, you know what? Like, G.I. Joe guys cost, like, $3. Yeah, you know? Well, yeah. The thing with me, but here's I had to. St- I, we, me, yeah. my three brothers, my two brothers and I, we would have to debate and all come together to discuss the one well, boy. Here's the, the three thing. of us got. Here's the thing. My dad would do this to me, uh-huh. and I would sit there in front of this whole thing of like GI Joe guys, and I'd pick down like two, and then I would debate, and I would debate between myself like who I want, <laughs> and I'd have all these ones, and then finally like, listen, we gotta go. And I'd get into we'd get into line to buy this, and I'd be like, "I'm making a bad decision. I gotta go back. I gotta I gotta, I gotta change it." And they'd like, 
I'd go back and I'd be like, I, I, uh, geez, I, uh, I really can't do this. I don't know. He became Dio. And then I would pick, like, I'd pick somebody, and then I'd get home with that toy, and I'd have like buyer's remarks. I'd be like, I should have bought Storm Shadow. I'm so stupid. Like, why did I pick this guy? Why did I pick this guy? And I'd have all this thing. Like, it would be a huge ordeal. It would be a huge ordeal. Me picking out characters. And I'd always have this thing where they get, why? Green Lantern was there. Why did I buy The Flash? Why did I buy The Flash? I like Green Lantern more. Why did I buy The Flash? And now I can't find The Flash. I can't get him again. I can't get him again. What were we talking about before I got into this? (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about about Anne Hathaway. I don't know how we got here. Anna Paris, moms. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Picking... I don't know. We've been drinking too much. Yep. Uh, We're having fun, though. (laughs) Listeners, hey, you're just here for the ride now. Speaking about fun, let's talk about Dunkirk. This is... I, I watch this trailer, and I'm like, this is way too heavy for me to ever watch. Like, we are not going out for dinner beforehand. You're out to get me drinks afterwards if we go to see this movie. Uh, this is definitely the movie that the senior year high school history student uh, professors, or they're, they're just called teachers at that point, uh, put on, like, right after Easter break. And like, nope, this is what we're doing for the next three days. We're watching this movie. Like, Saving Private Ryan. Like, that's what this looks like. So this is the Christopher Nolan written and directed movie. Um, and this is the World One World War One story of... Holding a beach. Uh, of Dunkirk. This is a... Uh, Allied soldiers from Belgium. Um, the British sold... The British Empire, Canada, and France surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle during World War Two. World uh, War Two. World War Two. You'd think World War One because of the, of the helmets. pit helmets. Yeah. Uh, but this is the story of Dunkirk, and but the, those planes are definitely World War Two planes because the World War One planes would have been but the by yeah the yeah, biplanes the, yeah the uh, sco- the uh, Snoopy planes yes Snoopy v the uh, Red Baron the Red Baron planes <laughs> and that's that's how we know <laughs> yeah, World War One versus World <laughs> War Two. That's how uneducated <laughs> educated we are because you know why. Because all our senior year uh, professors, or teachers, as they call them in high school, uh, just put on Saving Private Ryan. And they're like, you watch this. And I just didn't. I fell asleep or studied for AP Calc. The thing is, is I I really feel that Christopher Nolan is a master film director. <laughs> uh, it, even if you take the Batman franchise... Out of it. Out of the equation. Okay. Out of the equation. The uh, movies that... You got Inception. Inception, which is, I think, a great mo- film. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, visually stunning. It uh, makes me question everything. Uh, Interstellar. I haven't seen. Interstellar, I think, is... That's even newer. It's his take on sci-fi, which I think he does a great job. It's very 2001 See, I've heard that movie is all right, all right, all right. Uh, the Prestige. Oh, The Prestige is great. I Prestige is one of those ones. I mean, like... When now you, you see me, Prestige and The Illusionist. And also uh, the the two brothers. The, uh, oh, the Bl- Brothers, brothers Bloom. Bloom. I think Brothers Bloom goes number one for you. You yeah, love that movie. I do love that movie. And then 
is it the illusionist more because the prestige is dark the it's the darkest it's the christopher nolan of it's those movies it's, it, it is it's, it's like it's the dark the, tick it's the uh, not that you listeners have probably seen the movie <laughs> but it is the a movie with consequences. It's consequences, but it's also a man obsessed with upstaging mm-hmm. his counterpart. And the counterpart has a trick just better than him that he can't figure out. But then he actually uses science to do the trick mm-hmm. by copying himself and allowing his previous self to die. Like, it's... Yeah. It, 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 when you really sit and think about it... And it's a movie that I had to see the second time to really get... Because when I, because I was, for some, when I went to go see that, I was expecting real magic, yeah. and I walked out of that being like, "Well, that's not what I wanted." And then it took me seeing it a second time to be like, "Oh my gosh, I get this movie!" Like, you got, you have to be intelligent to enjoy this movie, and I think that's one of the things. And even like with the Illusionist, it's trickery, it's magic, mm-hmm. it's not just, it's an illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think those are the things about those movies that when you watch them, you gotta not expect. Oh, I'm watching a movie; it's gonna be real magic. Those guys are wizards. Yeah, it's fantastic, and the way that Christopher Nolan uses science with using Tesla <laughs> and David Bowie as Tesla. Those those four movies. It's the setting up the dominoes and the, just waiting for them to explain how they fell, how they knocked them down. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's what I love. But the sprit, yeah, you're right. Uh, Prestige is probably my number four on that because it's the darker yeah. take on it. Uh, and it, it's one of those movies when when I when we used to be friends with Red Phone Zone and that used to be a thing. And I used to appear on their shows. <laughs> I, you know, I said like I, Christopher Nolan is our modern day Alfred Hitchcock. He okay. is a master director he puts everything he can into a film mm-hmm. and he quote unquote got typecast with those batman movies but even those batman movies he was trying to do yeah. something for the genre which i think are some of the better movies of the genre dark knight rises is a better heat than heat or not dark knight rises but the dark knight yes is a better heat than the movie heat yeah and the thing that heat had for it was al pacino and robert de niro "Quote unquote," having a scene together when they didn't film the scene to cap- <laughs> film the scene to- scene scene. They were together. against each other, and they only had the. I thought it was like they only had the one scene that was actually filmed together in the diner. They never did. They were. Oh, really? They weren't there together to film that. <laughs> wow. And it and and that that movie also shows why Robert De Niro was a fantastic actor, and Al Pacino was an overrated actor. And now De Niro just does whatever, and it's awful. Dirty uh, Grandpa. We're talking about... We're talking about Dunkirk. Dunkirk. This movie... Christopher Nolan. Take on World War II. Just the trailer makes you sad. It does. And it's the, a movie that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be one of the most fantastic World War movies. Because yeah. I actually thought it was World War One, but it is World War Two. 
I'm someone I absolutely love the movie or the um, HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. I watched it. that was really good. It's fantastic. I watch it every couple of years. Pacific. They also had they the did sequel. the Pacific. I couldn't. Get the, it was just called the Pacific. It was just called the Pacific. I couldn't fully get into the Pacific. Like there were so much parts in, in Band of Brothers, they flesh out so much stuff. Like the whole oh. idea of like, no, no, you got to carry this balloon with you. Yeah, because otherwise the planes are going to snipe us and kill us all. I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. Like we spent the thing that I hated that I hated during high school history classes is like first two semesters, first two like twenty week courses. You know, your first two ten weeks uh, is spent on history from the beginning of time until World War Two, and then you spend the next twenty weeks. Next half a year in high school, like every single year, talking about World War II, and that's it. Like your last like five days, you might talk about after World War II and the Cold War and everything, but they never like they never talk about the nitty gritty of it all and like how precarious the whole thing was. Uh, like we were just like one balloon away from dying and, like, Nazis were ruling the world. We were, like, one sniper away, like, over in Stalingrad from, like, just it all going bad. Like, it blows my mind. So when there's movies like this, I'm like, man, I... It's just so much weight to each of these things because there's so... Like... Uh, just to get nerdy again. Like... Just because I can't handle this much stuff, you know, just as a person, yeah. like, it just breaks me every time. Uh, it's like Doctor Who, like, no, these are all fixed moments in time. Like, if if you sneezed at the wrong moment in one of these things, like, it would have all gone sideways. Like, and I'm afraid Dunkirk's going to be like that. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Enemy at the gate. Like, it, that's a fun movie. You know, it's just two snipers, like, doing a sniper, like, just battle of the sniper quest. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, it's just a story about, you know, trying to get one kid home. But there's so much weight to each Schindler, of those. Schindler's oh, List. Don't even bring uh, up. So, I just, can't even talk it, but you say Schindler's right. List and I'm done. I'm, I can't talk. Like, so I'm done. So, from the age of, the age of 21 to the age of 26, I, I dated, I dated this girl. We lived together. And it was bad. <laughs> Listeners, it was not good. Uh, her her grandfather, the girl I had dated in that time, mm-hmm. her grandfather was a World War II veteran. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those people that, like, nobody listened to. Like, he had, like, rah, 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 rah. And the one day I sat and I listened to one of his stories, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's great. Yeah. Uh, and I went over... Uh, seven or ten times mm-hmm. and watched Band of Brothers with him because he had all these great World War II stories. Mm-hmm. I'm actually getting a little emotional. Yeah, uh, because uh, now I'm thinking about my grandfather, too, and who was a CB. He had all these great stories, and I watched this thing with him because he, you know, <laughs> there, there had never been anything as, quote-unquote, real as that. And I watched these with him. And we'd watch an episode, and then he would tell me a story of, like, his bullshit that he had to go through. And it was, like, just him and his friends taking a Jeep, 
when they weren't supposed to take a jeep to a town and having just missed getting killed. Like, it was like those things, like, they uh, came back and they were like, hey, so-and-so was just behind you and your friend that was in that other jeep died. And all these stories, but we watched those with him and he would get emotional watching mm-hmm. him. And then he would tell these stories that he had never told anyone else because no one was interested in listening but like i was there with this <laughs> right like i was there with this man when he was like talking about these things yeah. and to be able to tell a real story and capture these connections that people really had mm-hmm. it's a big it's a really big thing yeah and this story like even just like watching this thing of dunkirk it makes me think of just him and his experience and these real experiences that people had yeah uh my grandfather um he he would tell the stories but he hated telling them because he never liked reliving them and uh kate's grandfather is the same way like you gotta really coax it out of him to want to tell these stories to they never want to tell the story it's not wanting to tell it it's like getting it off their chest without trying to relive it um, it, there's so many moments like my grandfather had, he told me this one, like we were watching Indiana Jones, you know, and the sniper, you know, the bird, uh, uh the last crusade with the birds flying up. And he's like, well, you know, you would only see the dust coming up from the, every once in a while you would see one of the bullets that would hit the ground because they would put magnesium. They, 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 so that the person firing could actually see what they were firing at. Because I was strafed before. I'm like, what do you mean strafed? It's like, well, that's what you call it when, when, when an airplane is, like, firing on the ground like that. That's that's called strafing fire. Like, you were, you were strafed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, there was uh, Nazi planes coming under, coming over, and we were, they were, uh, we were trying to get a bridge built, and because my grandfather was a CB, and. We, I had to duck. He ducked underneath a jeep, and of course the jeep jeep was leaking gasoline, <laughs> and he his arm is all now drenched in gasoline, and he's like that magnesium, you know, so that the pilot can actually see what they're firing at. Like that's red hot. Like if that touches any gasoline, that's going to blow up. So I had to then get out from under the jeep, get into the closest like building I could get into. And just kind of hold off until then, and I was just terrified. Like, it's you're not going to just call up some birds, and the birds aren't going to save you <laughs> at that moment. I'm like, but Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones? <laughs> I'm like a kid, you know. I'm like I'm like an eight, nine, ten year old, and I'm and now like I couldn't appreciate that story. So when I watch movies like Dunkirk or Saving Private Ryan, when I say like There's... these these movies break me. It's like how you were it's, just now, John, like when you were, re-li- you know, retelling that. Like, these movies break me as a person. Like, yeah. I cannot get through it. There's a I difference between the John Wayne, like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get those Nazis, and actual, like, movies that, or even miniseries that really capture what happened and telling those stories that, mm-hmm. I mean, like. Yeah. If my grandfather didn't roll out from underneath that Jeep, I wouldn't be here. Right, it, there's a difference between the actual like memoirs of somebody like uh, uh-huh. a major winners who wrote Band of Brothers and told his experience, and more so the experience of his 
his men that were under him than just like that John Wayne, like, we're America, we're going to hit you. Mm-hmm. The things that tell the actual stories. And that's, I mean... That's what Dunkirk's going to be. That's what Dunkirk's about. And we need to move on because I'm <laughs> going to start crying because you started crying. I did. I, did. I, I, I lost. I had to take my glasses off and wipe my <laughs> yeah. eyes. But it's like I have, I have more of an experience because of the experiences I had with Buzzy. You know, and and with, you know, with those people who lived through that, I had quite a, I'm going to lose it again. Mm -hmm. I had that experience with them, and these things mean even more to me. And I want to share those with even more. Like, I made my current wife, we watched Band of Brothers together. And I I watch it every couple of years. I watch it every couple of years because... That's why Pacific a, probably hits me more than you because yeah. my grandfather that was his yeah. that was where he was. He was an island hopper. Yeah. And it those moments like they if you have if there are those people that still have those connections and when you can connect with those people that have those connections, all that stuff means more. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Nolan master director who's not going to tell the hey we're the great guys we yeah. get made it through see and this i'm, I'm going to get angry for a little bit <laughs> and i'm sorry this is going to get political my grandfather was in college he was at canisius college where i went because i knew he went there and you know i got a scholarship and everything and i just couldn't make it work financially to finish there he left canisius college to go fight in world war ii he didn't take a deferment because he had foot splints and kept playing college. In it annoys me. It, it, it's I hate it's, people it's, that say, "Oh, this president is finally a person that respects the respects the people in the armed services." When he's just an asshole that took deferment after deferment, and my grandfather left college, never got his, never went got to go back to take, get his college degree because by that time he had to start. You know, providing for himself because after he got out of, you know, the war, he was already in his late, tw- you know, mid mid twenties. Like he was yeah. eighteen. He's like, no, I got to do this thing for my country because it's the right thing to do. It's, it's different generations that generation that just... believed so much in what they were doing, mm-hmm. and then yeah, 40, they were the greatest generation. Thirty years later, the people that are like, wow, man, they're televising the thing that I have to go fight in the war I got picked versus we, being the volunteer. We were Irish, you know, we we weren't the best, but man, my God, I don't know. I, I, I grew up very lucky in a family that weren't weren't <laughs> racist. Weren't, because, yeah. well, you know, our fathers, our grandfathers fought alongside of everybody. Like, it's just... Like, no, you did your duty, there was a job to do, we were going to get it done. And these movies kind of... I I have the Navy uniform of my grandfather, my <laughs> weather wax grandfather. Uh, well, you were British, you were wasp, you were fine. Uh, <laughs> my, <laughs> my grandfather Whittingham, uh, he, he did have a deferment because well. he was hit by a train car when he was a lad okay. and had a pin in his... In his uh, in his thigh and his knee, and mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't serve. Uh, my my grandfather, grandfather Coughlin <laughs> uh, worked on the train cars as one of those lucky damn Irish. 
having to re-put the pins into the train cars, in between the train cars while they were still running, lied on her, he forged his own birth certificate, he was 16, forged his birth certificate to be able to serve in World War One. Uh, or World War Two. My grandfather, my great-grandfather Weatherwax, <laughs> lost his hand to a train car and had a hook. <laughs> hook hand. Hook hand Weatherwax. Probably what somebody called him. Uh, <laughs> Probably. But my grandfather Weatherwax was a mechanic who worked on ships, uh, who which were all stationed in, like, South America. They never made it over. Um, but, yeah, like... Yeah, but still connect- getting the... Still getting the job done. Still getting the job 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 done. Connection gone. Gob blep blep. Space kitties. Two space kitties. <laughs> a lot two, of beer beforehand. Two imperial stouts at thirteen percent. One barrel aged. Hey, how are you? Love you. <laughs> hey, let's get into something lighter and talk about. Yeah. This is what war movies do to us. <laughs> we make us feel shitty about ourselves because you we're not like we're, we're one of the last generations to have these connections with mm-hmm. people. Yeah, and like uh, I mean, like you had your connections with your grandfather. I had connections with my one grandfather. Hey, he got hit by a train car. Couldn't be in there. I had I still a love connection with ex girlfriend's grandfather. My grandfather, my other grandfather, uh, Grandpa Freeland. He was a Coast Guard. <laughs> Caught my grandmother skinny dipping. <laughs> <laughs> what a great story! What a great story! To fall, and that's where they met. And that's how they fell in love. And I miss him. You know, he was. Hey, I. He was one of the best. Here's the. I mean, he loved life. He just loved it. Uh, and he. I had broken up with Lisa, not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I still have a little bit of upsetness that I missed her grandfather's funeral. Like I would have, yeah. I would have been there because I absolutely loved the man, and I, I felt like I loved him more than his <laughs> grandchildren. Because it's hard. I had I had, yeah. I had these great moments with him, and he'd even say like, "Man, nobody cares." There's a thing with like I don't know if I should be putting this out on the internet or anything, but there's things with uh, I know with Kate's grandfather where you know Kate and her her brother feel like they don't really talk as much because, but it's because like I've talked with her his grandfather, or, you know her grandfather. Uh, because he doesn't want to talk about that stuff with them. Like, because it's it's so dark. It's He got out to live a new life. He did every... All that is there. Everything yeah. that he built back ho- at home shouldn't be touched by that. Yeah. So even if they do ask about it, he pushes them aside a little bit. And, and there's a little resentment that happens with I know with some of the family you know with yeah. with uh, Kate's I, brother with him because he feels like he never gets that involved and he because he's asked uh, about it and he'll he'll just kind of like push it off and then with outside of the family like he'll actually go into the whole story but that's because he doesn't want that darkness that yeah. In, Those and in, that stuff to in this way weigh on them. And it, 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 it's very tough when with Buzzy, uh-huh. when I, you had these moments with him, it was these moments that he was like all of a sudden like ready to share. Yeah. And I, I was the only one listening. And I was the only one like without my girlfriend at the time, like go to their house and bring these DVDs and watch an episode with them mm-hmm. and hold on to the DVD 
till next week when we did that and then have these moments yeah. with that person. And it's sometimes it's outside of the family. Like mm-hmm. it's easier because it's somebody outside of the family. And and, and I, on both sides. Mm-hmm. And, and at that time I had lost I had lost both my grandfathers who mm-hmm. had had moments in whatever, you know, with conflict with, yeah. with, with the war. Uh, and you know, you because I was missing those grandfather figures mm-hmm. and I had him, it meant more to me with him. Yeah. And with him it was somebody who was listening mm-hmm. and who had an idea of what he had been through and who was sitting there watching with him mm-hmm. those moments he'd been through. And you know, it it's it's tough seeing like you you have these moments and you see like the news and you're the that generation is going away and there's no mm-hmm. one else being able like these filmmakers are telling those stories of those men that some people are going there just sitting and saying, Oh, it's a movie yeah. when it's more than that. Yeah, it yeah. is these people's lives. It is those things that I was five minutes before my friend. Yeah. And I made it through and my friend didn't. Or it was I they made me go up on the telephone wire, which I was like, These wires are active, I'm gonna get electrocuted and you won't get the electric either that bad from a telephone. Well, wire, no, it work. was he, the, the voltage isn't that high. Whatever, it'll be fine. He had the story about these. <laughs> yeah. He had these things, and he made his commander. He was like, "Hey, listen, I'm telling you that wire is hot. I'm not going to touch it." And went up this pole with his commander, and the commander touched it and got electrocuted. And then he had to drag his commander oh. to the first aid tent. Like he had these great stories, uh-huh. and he was like. You can send me the brig. I am not going <laughs> to touch that wire. Right. One of the reasons they called him Buzzy is he knew about electricity. <laughs> like, he had this, yeah, yeah. you know, like, he's like, hey, I, watched, <laughs> I watched that guy get fried. And then I dragged him to the first aid tent and be like, hey, my commander. And that's not just. He a, had to touch that wire. <laughs> and that's not just like when I first started. And I was in this prison when I, when I first got to this prison. I was white. <laughs> what movies was that from? <laughs> it's it's a Germany prison escape movie. Wait, it's a comedy. I'm pretty sure it's like a Mel Brooks kind of thing. Oh, uh, was that uh, was that with um, Val Kilmer? <laughs> Might have been. I touched the. I, uh, I don't know. We should take a break real quick <laughs> and get over. We it spent so we can... a lot of time on on Dunkirk, it, which looks are... fantastic. It yeah. looks like it's going to be that heart pumping movie that. When you have those connections, like you yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. we have those connections. Learn the stories because they're worthwhile to learn. Yeah, and it's a story that we didn't know of. Uh, and to back to fun, to get away from that, <laughs> yeah, that that little cathartic. spiral that we had. Yeah. It was very cathartic. We just talked about that off uh, mm-hmm. off microphone. Uh, let's get into Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, this is Luke Benson. Uh, well, that's probably more a little more Frenchy than what I just said. Uh, you don't pronounce any. Uh, uh, as a hockey fan, I know this one thing about the French: the last syllable doesn't matter. Oh. Uh, you just go as it's it's as if you surrender during the middle of the sentence, <laughs> uh, in the middle of the word. Uh, this is the man that brought us uh, the Fifth Element, which is one of. This is a great sci-fi yeah. movie. Lele Miller, multi. And you know what? It just 
throws you into the middle of it. It doesn't dumb it down. You have to keep up with what this sci-fi world is. Uh, also, the person who did The Professional, which uh, great assassin movie. Is that Jason Statham? No, that is with um, now passed away uh, Jean Renault. Uh, Gary Oldman and Natalie Portman oh. as a very young, like eleven-year-old girl. It was like her, her big screen. Wait, he passed debut. away. Yeah, Gene that Re- dude, Gene Renault. Yeah, he passed away. Uh, I think I might have tried to mention it on a podcast years ago <laughs> wow. uh, when he passed away. Uh, but this is him. I had to see a picture of him to be like, oh, that dude. Exactly. Uh, but this is a. Uh, Sci-fi movie based off a comic book that I don't know of, Um, which is fine. Like, there's plenty of stuff out there because Atonement and uh, there was some other one set. Like, I think Atonement's based off of a book, not a comic. Oh, there was somebody that today that wanted to do the movie, couldn't do the movie, so they wrote the comic book, did the comic book, so that way, oh, uh, the Tree of Life, the Tree of Life. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was the one that he couldn't get the movie made, so he took the script, made a movie, and Uh, then actually made he made a comic book and then made the movie. Uh, Chris owned that at one time. I Mm -hmm. I don't know if we just read it. I don't think we did it for the podcast. Uh, We read it. It was because Barnes and Noble was doing a graphic novel oh that's right we were doing the yeah graphic novel uh book club and then i don't think we made it for that book club meeting we read it and we didn't uh-huh. uh but anyways so uh valerian in the city of a thousand planets this is one that all of a sudden like i had seen i had enjoyed and then paul was like did you see this trailer and i was like it looks really good and he's like i agree <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but this is a movie about um, two bounty hunters. This is time traveling agents of Valerian sent to investigate a galactic empire, along with his partner. Uh, it looks incredibly fun. You have Luke Benson, who knows how to do sci-fi. Uh, Carla Devangin and Dane Dehan. Uh, Dane Dehan, who we know from. Uh, Green Goblin from Spider-Man 2. Uh, we also know him from... All right, Paul doesn't know him. Wait, wait, Spider-Man... Like the Amazing Spider-Man 2? The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, I haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, well, uh, you've lucked out. <laughs> uh, you don't have any animosity toward this guy. He is going to be the star of A Cure for Wellness, um, directed by the Pirates director, blah, 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 blah. Chris would know. Mm-hmm. Um... But this looks like an amazing sci-fi movie. Yeah. Done by a guy who knows how to do sci-fi movies. Uh, the trailer grabs you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that, when the first trailer came out, both Paul and I had these moments where we're like, did you see this? Yeah. It looks, it looks like good. pop culture sci-fi. It's yeah. like taking what we think is going to happen in the future at this very moment <laughs> and like... Yeah, no, no, no. All that shit that's shitty is even going to get shittier. It's even going to get shittier, but everything you watched in anime and anything mm-hmm. from, hey, the future, eh, we're going to tuck a little of that in there. Yeah. And that's what, like, what uh, Fifth Element does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is something that I'm, I, I'm actually really looking forward to. I want to see we... this on the big screen. Because... I think it's going to be one of those experiences you need to experience so, larger than life. When this comes out, yeah. Paul and I, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drinks. Kate. Cocktails. Kate, Kate would go see this, too, because she loves Fifth Element. Which is the only science fiction movie <laughs> so, my wife likes. My wife will only watch Star Wars if I'm rubbering her feet. Double, but Fifth double, Element, she's like, date. Layla Miller, multi-pass. Double date. <laughs> Cocktails. Little tipsy. Go yeah. to the movie. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the best way to go do something, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's how I saw Predators. <laughs> or Predator. Which, did we? I saw it. Because I had a work party in between us going to see it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you were a little upset with me because I was a little tipsy to drink it. <laughs> I don't... I shouldn't have mind. <laughs> because that wasn't... John likes to pick fights with people. <laughs> Sometimes. That happens. Like... John, I only had two beers. Like I was safe to drive, but listen, listen. One, I did not want to see this one movie month, sober. In one month, I got in fights with total strangers. I do that. It happens. I'm usually in the right. Both times in January, I was in the right. Uh, <laughs> listen, hey. listeners, to listen. <laughs> listen, to... listeners, you might hear a story one time. Uh, <laughs> keep on track. This movie looks beautiful. It does. It looks great. It's exactly what I'm expecting out of Luke Johnson. Expect uh, Luke Benson. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Luke Johnson is. He's Could, the man of your dreams. Whoa. <laughs> He's hunky. Uh, <laughs> I finished both these space kitties, by the way. I have this much space that, kitty. That much. He just lifts up the drink at me. No, I get what you did. You, you, you put your fingers at the where the beer was. Um... Who knew this was going to turn into this? This is an odd episode. It's an odd episode. It's, it's not episode. It doesn't matter. Your wife's going to pick you up. No, she's you're not, not driving. No, she's not. Oh. Like I said, I was going to sleep on your couch when you are trying to celebrate <laughs> Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm going to celebrate? Celebrate. No. Valentine's Day is not a little about more celibate. watery than I wanted it to sound. All right. Anyways, uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. It, it looks fun. Everything, mm-hmm. even when, like, they're doing stuff and the guy's wearing, like, a Hawaiian shirt, you know, like... Hawaiian shirts just make more, things more fun. Totally makes more fun. Uh, you, it, it looks beautiful. It doesn't look like a sci-fi movie, Sharknado, you know, movie. Kim and I watched Sharknado while playing, uh, Patchwork. The first one? Yeah. It's actually, it's, it is horrible, but also awesomely horrible. Because... The guy goes into a shark with a chainsaw and then cuts himself out of the shark. And then the other girl, who's boobalicious, uh, somehow gets out of the shark. And it's awesome. Term I haven't used in years. <laughs> boobalicious? Boobalicious. Or shark. Got no, out no, of a shark. No. I've never said, I got out of a shark. <laughs> Wink. But I have said, hey, that girl's boobalicious. Hence, when I first started dating my wife, uh, girls move delicious. Uh, anywho, uh, no, it looks super. It looks super fun. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be a great sci-fi movie. Something that would, I'm, again, projecting mm-hmm. that this movie is going to be in my top five favorite sci-fi movies. Um, it looks great. It looks beautiful. Wait, it wait, looks wait. It's fun. Is a uh, Fifth Element in your top five? Fifth Element would be in my top five. So the original trilogy, what's number four? <laughs> See, 
Ugh. Wait, wait. Are you saying that one of the original trilogy of Star Wars is not in your top five? No. I would... I No. We might not talk about any other movies because we're at an hour and ten minutes. But I want to know this. Uh, I want to know this more than all our bullshit war stories that we didn't <laughs> live, but we heard other people live through, uh, and that, which makes us cry because we're snowflakes. Right? Alien. Okay. I've never seen it. 2001 A Space Odyssey. So boring. It's. I don't know. It's art. It's it's that freaking art history shit that Kate and I talk about. See, it, it, it when you go into it, like with the passing it and it's just colors and they're just doing that, the light bullshit. The, that's towards the end. Yeah, that's towards the end when it's all like, of a sudden you have the star baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you thing have, like, is, the though. Star baby. But the beforehand, when like the AI is like. Yeah, the AI turns against uh-huh. you, and then you have those moments where but you're waiting how long to get there. When you and have, then you're when, not the star baby, and you're like, you have those Dude, moments, just, when you have those movie. moments between the two astronauts that are like, our AI is going against us, and you have those moments where you are sitting there and you're like. And then all of a sudden it shows that light, and then it shows... You realize that. whispering doesn't help on a podcast, right? But you have that moment where these guys are like, hey, our AI is killing us. Mm-hmm. And then you have that moment of just the light, and then it shows them talking. And you can see that the AI is figuring out what they're saying, that we have to turn the AI off. It's going to kill us. Mm-hmm. It's going to kill us. We need to turn it off. And the AI is, like, quietly watching <laughs> and going, oh, these guys are going to turn me off. They're going to kill me. I need to continue to kill all the astronauts. <laughs> like, it, it is amazing. And when you go into it thinking a film, a film from this time okay, period, yeah. and you go into it and go, like, oh, this is stuff before Star Wars. It's the- 30 minutes of awesome and two hours worth of Bullshit. I don't know. Like, man, I got like I got sucked into it. Okay. I like like how you can like go. Oh, this is this time period and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. This is before Star Wars. This is before sci-fi was a thing. And as a film nut as I was, mm-hmm. like I went into it with that feeling of man. Uh, Barbarella was before that. Barbarella was also hot. <laughs> uh, this is the quote-unquote movie that that. Uh, Kubrick did to then fool Star the, Trek fool to to then okay. fool the moon landing, which they say Kubrick did this movie to then set up to be able to to project the fake moon landing. Oh. I moon. hate those people, right? I but hate that's them. There. This is before I the- love. I will every once in a while, like when I'm feeling down about the humanity, I will pull up the the uh, video of Buzz Aldrin punching that guy. About the fake moon landing, and just watch it and be like, Buzz Aldrin, you're the man. He was the man until he died in 2016. Yeah. But it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't still, matter. He, that moon landing, like, oh, St- Stanley but Kubrick, here's the thing. you fake the moon landing, is, and Buzz Aldrin this just is, whacks him? This is the, Love it. This is the best. This is the best sci fi movie before we actually landed on the moon. Mm hmm. Like I mean, that's to me that's something. That's something yeah, yeah. that like this is sci-fi more than those B movie sci-fi movies. Yeah. This is an A-list sci-fi movie before but, that. And I but we also had Star Trek the the television series before that as well. Dude, 
don't uh, don't give me that. Bad. Don't give me that bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I, I it's boring. We have met aliens, and they are small, furry balls, <laughs> and they I will wear, eat all our food. I wear a toupee and a girdle. Like it's <laughs> like uh, no, no, no. there's something there's something different. Definitely different from Star Trek. And then 2001 is Space Odyssey. It's still I, I, boring. I don't know. I, it's, uh, Star Trek gets a little rapey. <laughs> little rapey. <laughs> little rapey. A little rapey. I have had sex with all alien forms. Uh, 2001, just really boring. Uh, yeah. I, 30 minutes of awesome. I recommend, wrapped in I recommend two hours you going back to, to watching that. Thinking about space exploration. All right. Uh, so that's that's also within your number five. What else is in your number five? That's what we were talking about. I'm super drunk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our next movie. All right. Uh, which we, would be the Stephen King Dark Tower. Uh, I started... The Dark Tower is about the lone gunslinger going into the titular Dark Tower. This is Stephen King's first book. First book that he wrote for 40 years. Mm -hmm. This is something that he wanted to do, but this is what he had said is, okay, Tolkien had his... his Sumerian, his Lord of the Rings, his Hobbit series, the Ring, the Ring Odyssey. This is my version of that. Wagner had the Ring, Tolkien had the Lord of the Ring. The Stephen King has the 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 Gunslinger. Yeah, the the Tower. Yeah. Uh, This is something that because this movie was coming out, I started to read, Mm -hmm. Uh, which was a mistake. I have enjoyed it. Le- one visualizing. How much have you read of Stephen King before you read The Dark Tower? Uh, I had. I guess everybody I that I've heard. Done, I had done it. Mm-hmm. I have done um, Salem's Lot. Okay. And movies more, and also books. No, no, no. I'm yeah. just talking novels. Oh wow, wow, nice. And I have done almost all of The Shining. Shining was uh, one of my favorite movies of his. Also, well, uh, then I found it was a bastardization that Stanley Kubrick Uh did, 2001 Uh Odyssey. Uh, But also, after I had watched the like ABC miniseries that they had done, starring the the guy from from uh, Wings, Wings? uh, Weber, something Weber. Uh, (laughs) After I had watched that, I actually bought the novel and I read it and read how it is almost like a diary kind of of Mm -hmm. Jack Torrance and being in this hotel and blah, 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 blah. Uh, The TV miniseries, a lot more like the book, Mm -hmm. um, kind of boring, Uh, which kind of is... Gets you ready for it, Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Dark Tower is kind of boring, but I've heard so much great things about it. Uh, I have probably made it halfway through the book. Everything that I've heard about the Dark Tower is you have to be a big fan of Stephen King to really enjoy the Dark Tower because there's characters introduced, like Pennywise is introduced in the Dark Tower before Pennywise becomes a character in it. 
in the quote unquote Dark Tower series, mm-hmm. at this point it is like don't first, start with the first the first book, Gun the Gunslinger, the Dark Tower series. <laughs> I mean, it is Marvel just, did a com- they, comic book uh, podcast. They, they did a they did a prequel of yeah. setting up the uh, the gunslinger the gunslinger and the world and everything. And I mean, he does a great job of capturing you. And having knowledge of everything about blah 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 with this thing. When's this movie coming out? Uh, it is coming out. I'm sorry. I, I, I thought we had that. It's August, right? Like it's later. Like July 28th. I, okay. July 28th, August. Um, the thing, right there. The thing that the I kind of want to do a word books with friends, not episode about this. With that nobody would ever finish it. You're not going to finish it. I don't know. I feel like I have better things to do. Yeah. And I'm halfway through it. But the thing that really got me is uh, Ibris Elba playing the gunslinger. And now when I when I read when I read the book, I project that character yeah. in it. <laughs> and, I mean, you have... Ibris Elba. You have, what a guy. You have Matthew McConaughey playing, like, the man in black, the guy who he's chasing. And I project both of those things. <laughs> but it takes so long to get anything going Mm -hmm. and it is a chase film but it's a chase film where the guy who's chasing the other guy is like hey i'm okay with just being in this town and nailing this broad and not chasing this guy anymore like that's those are Mm -hmm. those are things and if you read stephen king you know like uh he takes fucking forever and he really does. Mm. And I'm just waiting for it to get really good, and it took so long for it to get good. Have you run into any of Dean Koontz? I'm not a Dean Koontz fan. My... Because Dean Koontz is a reaction to Stephen King. Yeah. He's like, Stephen King, I love what you do, but you take too long, take so too I'm going to do, do with that book. I'm going to tell just an equally born story, but yeah. half the time. Half the time, yeah. Like uh, I read Mr. Murder and one... Mr. Murder, I think, is the only Dean Koontz book I read. I tr- I started reading the... Um, he had that series going with um, the kid who could see, like, ghosts and these demons that oh, I killed people. Uh, Tommy? No, no, Tommy Knockers is Stephen uh, King. Stephen King. Uh, everything is Stephen King. Everything is Stephen it's King. Just like every... Co- uh, everything is The Simpsons. Um <laughs> they actually, they've been around so long that they mm. have, uh... But anyways, no, the, everybody says the Dark Tower is that, because, is that pen-up ultimate Stephen King story, because every character, apparently, that tied appears in, into... In, in his previous movies have tied Tied into, into, because this is his, lynch, this is the spinal cord. This is the spine that everything else branches off to. Um... Which I think is very interesting, and it made me want to start reading the books. And I kind of want just that extra nudge. So, listeners... Well, here's the thing, is talking it, to you about this gave me the extra nudge to start reading it, and then being like, oh my god, nothing is happening. This is a Paul pick for a look back. This is a Paul pick for a look back. <laughs> How dare he? Like, this, I just want that little extra nudge. So, listeners, if you want us to talk about this... You gotta rate us and review us over at iTunes. And let us know. Yep. The uh, uh, the the odd Thomas stuff is what I had read. 
uh, based on Dean Koontz's book, uh, Thomas. He's got uh, several books. Hmm. I couldn't get through it. Yeah. But I, so, I watched the movie. So, uh, listeners, it's on you. The Dark Tower. You got until July 28th. I'm still going to see the movie. I'm still going to see I it. feel it's like Idris Alba, who's amazing. I love Idris Alba. I do. I really do like it. And Charles he, Minor. He's the. He's one of the factors of selling this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Blade Runner 2049. All I know is I was like, man, uh, not Ryan Felipe, that other guy. That other guy. Who was in La La Land. Not Ryan Reynolds. The other guy that was in The Notebook. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is really nailing the I... whole Decker voice. And then John's like, no, no, that's Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's Harrison Ford. Like, and then you're like, oh. oh. Yeah, he's well got it. Because the the one thing Harrison Ford does well is just <laughs> his monot- own voice. Is, is monotone. <laughs> I'm not excited about anything. <laughs> I'm Blade Runner. Uh... I read the actual novels by Philip K. Dick because it was part of my I my favorite English class ever was the honors English class where we became friends. We became friends uh, bipartisan <laughs> through that. Because of this this book, by the way, of New Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. Which I think is the greatest title ever. Ever Philip K. Dick's uh novel that's based that Blade Runner is based off of which Blade Runner 2049 kind of based off of I think it's based same off, characters it's based off of the movie but it's mostly off the movie I said blazed by the way yeah because you're blazing a tra- trail uh, yeah blazing a trail of two space kitties in front of me with a barrel aged okra vesa and a prairie bomb that is 30 13% <laughs> uh no, uh, we, uh, it was, the, our first half of the year was all dystopian, fi- uh, fiction. And amazing. We read Wii, uh, 1984, Do I Enter Dream of Electra Sheep, uh, Brand New World. Those were the books that we had to read, that we read and then discussed. And I'm like, I love Canisius College. I would never leave. And then the second half happened. And then I'm like, they're like, I can't afford this. I can't afford this anymore. I'm working 60 hours a week trying to go to college. Um, now I can afford beer. And then you're like, eh. Buff State is good enough. John went to ECC and then Buff State, and he's paid off his tuition. Yeah, I'm still paying off Canisius. <laughs> I had scholarships. I paid everything as I went. <laughs> uh, anyways, do uh, Android Electric Sheep? There was a whole thing about you know, the Turing test that they had in the movie. Yep. It was a little different in the books, where you they would basically shut off. We're able to shut off emotions, like, and that's how we became friends. Uh, <laughs> which is a story that we share between friends, but not on the show. Bing. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear about that. Write and review us and say, how did you guys become friends? We'll tell you. We'll tell you. After a write and review. Mm-hmm. So this trailer has nothing much to it, except we're in that... Are we on Mars? It seems like we're on Mars. I think we're 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 in... We're back on Earth. And there's 30 gotta, years later. I mean, it's got to be like Drug, Judge Dredd. Like, there's a desert, desert oasis between 
Big City 1, Big City 2, and Big City 3. I, I the feel thing like... is, with Blade Runner, they were saying that Earth is all used up. Everybody else, anybody that could afford to leave has left, and they're colonized the other planets and the solar system, I think, and everything's great right there. I think this is... This, is, this have, rain is you acid. Ha- you have these big cities that, mm-hmm. yeah, people are still living there. It's shit. There we are see... replicants. And that, uh, hey, this replicant hunter... That was a you're the that best blade runner. You're the best blade runner we ever had. I got to bring you back. Blah blah blah. Has left, and you need to find this guy to come back to hunt down. These Are you replicants. saying that it's he's an old uh, stagehand that is retired, but he has to come back for one more rodeo? Well, yeah, and I mean, there's so many things like even even um, because Rid- the even the- Ridley Scott has come out to say that oh. Harrison Ford was a replicant. Well, how is the replicant a- able to age and live so long? Mm-hmm. He couldn't have been a replicant to do that. Well, no, no, no. Because even in the movie, they say, "Do we grow old?" It, is this it, is it built into some of the rep- because that new replicant series, like they were made more to be more human than even humans. Well, like they could grow old, and that's that's where he started. Like questioning himself, and that's why and that's James why the, Edward that's almost. Why the test, that's why the test was like, oh, you turned a tortoise on its back and it's mm-hmm. going to die. Do you react? But the thing, like the other, like thing about this movie is that Deckard Kane is actually the almost role, and that Harrison Ford's character is a replicant version with his memories mm-hmm. being that character to solve that crime. But does he solve that crime? Not really. He just leaves with the girl. He really leaves her with Rebecca. But who's the, the newest model from the thing that can grow old? And Deckard Kane is somebody who's just introduced at the same time that has mm-hmm. his memories and why he would have the dream about the unicorn and, and then, then he would make the, the origami. Ed- Edward Edwards James almost makes the origami, origami unicorn. You know. To show you that he knows that he's a replicant because everybody else this knows a, that he's, he's a, replicant. a replicant. Yeah. So is he a replicant that because has it takes aged, one to know one that is aged in this desert that mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, who I'm thinking might be a replicant, because in the director's cut there's the voiceover of well, there's how much time do we have? Three Nobody really knows. There's three different versions of the movie. <sighs> so Theatrical. That is so annoying. Producer's cut, director's cut. And then what, like, uh, 30 years later... Yeah, the one that comes in the big Turing test box. This movie was released, like, the year that I was born. So 34 years later, Ridley Scott goes, He was a replicant. That's Mm. what I'm going to say. And then Harrison Ford's like, He was? (laughs) Yeah. But then again, you're like, Oh, he's just the grumpy old man always. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in seeing this movie. I think it's got a good cast. It's you know, qu- it's uh, not quote Ryan unquote, Gosling. No, it is it Ryan, is Ryan Gosling. Gosling. I like Ryan Gosling. I think Ryan Gosling. I he never plays that lovable asshole. No, because Kate and I were just talking about with this with La La Land and also with The Notebook. I'm married. I watch a lot of these movies. Hey, I, I've dated a lot of girls. I've seen all these movies. Uh, not La La Land. 
because I have uh, a wife, and I'm like, hey, you locked down to me? I'm not seeing that shit. Uh, when he tries to play that lovable asshole, he just comes off as an asshole. Yeah, no, and he does, and, and that's what he's meant to be. I No, uh, no, no, because both in the notebook and also in La La Land, see, you're supposed to like him a little bit because I like, he, comes, all right. he comes back around. In, in the notebook, mm-hmm. I like his character better than Amy Adams' character. She's a she's a bitch. She doesn't know what no. she wants. She's using him. No, no, she doesn't use him. She falls in love. She, besides herself, falls in love with him. He says, what do you want? That big scene in the rain. Like, yeah. what do you want? I don't know. Do you want me? I don't know. I'm My mother another, does. No, no. I'm from another world. I can't do that. And then this is the guy that, in the fact that she's lost her mind, goes to her. Every day and reads mm-hmm. her, her her diaries, hoping to get her to recognize who he is. He does that every day because yeah. he deeply loves her. Yeah, but not an thing- asshole. No, not no, an no. Asshole. The asshole moment is when he's up on the World War Two and freaking notebook is where we're going to get. Why all are this- we going to argue about this? <laughs> we're going to argue about. Uh, I know think- when he's on the Ferris wheel and he's like. Oh, I only got the one hand. I'm going to kill myself if you don't agree to go out on a date with me. Asshole moment. Those are the asshole moments. Like, where he does... Just poor writing moments. Yeah. And part of the book. And also in La La Land, that happens again. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Stuff like that. Like, Ryan Gosling, I mean, you have... I don't know. I don't know if he can play that lovable scamp. Uh, Well, one, I watched him in Nice Guys, which he can. Okay. But here's the thing is, like, okay, so you have La La Land, you have Nice Guys, you have the big short where he plays... Did you watch that? that? No, 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 because I live that as a person that works for banks. Only God Forgives, uh, Place in the Pines, Crazy Stupid Love, Driver. In just that, Uh he's played a handful of completely different characters. Uh, He is... Which movie are we talking about again? Not La La Land. Uh, we're we're talking about a Blade Runner. A Blade Runner. Okay. But he's I think he can play these characters because he plays different different characters. We don't need to worry about him he being a love interest. He doesn't have to, yeah, you don't have to worry about love interest. You don't have to worry about him playing somebody likable cuz like even in this is Hollywood homicide in the Blade Runner universe, right? Even in the nice guys like he he's not that likable. You like Russell Crowe's character who's the guy that broke his arm better than the Ryan Gosling character, but then you still like him. Like, he's the guy that gets drunk and has his, like, 14-year-old daughter drive him home. Like... Eating hamburgers off the floor. Eating hamburgers off the floor. Like, in that thing, he has the ability to play different characters that you like. Uh, Even in the big short, like, he played a guy... Like, it's all about investment banking and trying to tell people that Banking is going to implode on itself. Mm-hmm. And he plays a character in that that you're like, yeah, I like that character. Uh, even in, like, um, i got to look it up for, for a second. Uh, the Ides of March, where he plays the character who's trying to usurp George Clooney's character, but he's George Clooney's character, just a younger version of himself kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, those things are things that play well. He does these well. He's a he's an, a character actor that never wanted to be the good-looking guy. Like, even in um, 
the uh, Young Bones or something like that. Oh, the Lovely Bones? Lovely Bones. He was set to play that character. He gained like 40 pounds to try to play mm-hmm. that, but they were just like, eh, you're still too young. And then they chose uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg to play that. And he was like, I gained fucking 40 pounds. Like, all right, I'll just lose it. I'll get hunky again. Like, he's a guy that doesn't care what he looks like. He's not trying to be the good-looking good looking guy, even though he's good-looking. Like, he slightly despicable in The Nice Guys. Like I, I think all I was saying is I always find him slightly despicable. And, and like, that's... I, and, I never feel, feel like he turns that corner for me. But here, in Blade Runner 2049... It might not matter. Yeah, it, because it, it might not matter. Uh, what's the next movie? That was it. That was it. That was it. We're an hour, 31 minutes in, so we are good for a not we episode. Are, we are good for a not episode. Uh, I do want to throw this out. Paul doesn't have one, but I have one that we haven't talked about. We haven't seen a trailer. But Baby Driver is one of the big movies 2017. Oh, this is going to be the young, uh, young Adam Driver movie? No, this is Because the, Adam Driver... Both in Girls, and also... And, Do you and, watch uh, Girls? He's awful in Girls. Kate and I have he seen two episodes. He is two the episode. absolute worst person He's in Girls. Pretty, everybody's pretty much the worst oh, person they, in Girls. Yeah, they are. Uh, uh, the, Kate and I watched two episodes of Girls back when we had HBO Go, and we both agreed, like, these are the worst people in the world. Right? Uh, the, uh, what's her name this. who created Girls with the short Liam, hair? Liam Dunham. Liam, Liam Dunham. Uh, I'm pretty sure the woman I dated before my wife. That's who I dated. Completely awful. Wow. Uh, her brother was pretty awesome. Uh, I liked her. She gave us he 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 gave us good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, Only time I've ever had plenty uh, of the elder. Baby Driver is Edgar Wright. Wait, what's what's Baby Driver? Baby Driver, Edgar Wright. Uh huh. Who we love. So not Adam Driver. Not Adam Driver. Edgar Wright. Who's hunky? Who? Uh. Mm? Uh, the guy who brought us Shaun of the Dead. That's how I got onto Girls, by the way. I, yeah. Was Adam Driver. Yeah, we all caught that. No, no, no. I don't think... Listeners no, only, are, drunk, listeners, only drunk minds have caught that. Listeners are, aren't as drunk as we are. No. Uh, uh, Edgar Wright's uh, getaway heist movie, uh, crazy movie. Only Wait. I say crazy movie because Edgar Wright has written and directed this. Edgar Wright... So this is going to be the movie Hot Fuzz, but from the other side. From the other side, but not about a town trying to but steal the uh, best real. best florist town in England. Best town in England, safest town in England. Uh, you know, Hot Fuzz is my get out of a Paul Funk movie. Movie. Listen, any Edgar Wright movie. I mean, like Shaun of the Dead, uh, End of the World. I, can, uh, I I enjoy that. I have it on DVD. I. I haven't watched it in a while, but I do enjoy that movie. I enjoy that movie because it's um, the heavy guy set. That's his time to shine <laughs> as being an uh, action hero. And I like that. And I like that it's Simon Pegg playing the despicable he's, character. Yeah, yeah, he's despicable. And that's why I don't like that movie as much because Simon I can't Pegg root Pegg's playing despicable. Yeah, yeah, because I can't root for him. And you can root for both characters in Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nick Frost is the heavier set guy. That's Thank time you. I uh, didn't come mm, up with that in my names. Drunk, drunk mind, which is crazy. Space Kitty. <laughs> Space Kitty. And other beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are our movies that we're excited to look for. Whenever we post this, put the movies up that you're excited to look mm-hmm. for. 
put it up is uh, if you listen to this, listen to this, and you're like, well, these guys are wrong. I saw that movie, and they're idiots. Put that up as well. Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't see it yet. We didn't see it yet. Uh, time travel. Time travel. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Uh, we'll try to Instagram these movies as they come up on our Instagram. We maybe. are not going to do that. Don't promise that at I'm all. I'm Facebook him? <laughs> no. We're not going to. Are you going to remember to do that? Probably not. I, no. I'm going to. I'm going over to have dinner at my mother's house. And you're happily drunk. I'm happily drunk, and I might put a bullet in my head because I'm having dinner with my mom. Just put it in your ears so you can In my hear. ears? Yeah, yeah. Much like uh, uh, the people... In- she's going to ask me to, like, move something. So can you, you can't just, Can you move this chest of drawers to the basement? Hmm. You know who's good at moving? I'm going to take a picture of that basement and send a picture and put it on Facebook and be like, this is what I have to deal with. You won't know this reference till this episode comes out. We all appreciate that reference. 